Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas, Libby Delena. We are incredibly excited to have you in our studio. Annie Carnathan, welcome back. I love just getting together in person with you too. So this is, we're super excited. And tomorrow is one year from our first podcast. Well, congratulations. Thank you. It's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. So we're, we're, yeah, it's our little like do podcast. That's our version of do walk. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Libby, you know what, like you, we can either talk about helping women or we can help women. And, and, and clearly it's going to resonate, you know, with the male gender, but the bottom line is you have women talking about you that help women. And just by the virtue of what they say regarding your content, that's the connection. We're all trying to lead with light and positivity in the most authentic way. And I think that's what is superior about the instant karma and, and chemistry we all have. Right. Beautiful. I I just want to say thank you for doing it because uh, there are not a lot of voices that are really lifting each other up. So thank you for doing this podcast. I love there's a quote that talks about uh, surround yourself with women who will say your name in a room full of opportunities. Uh, Amen. 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 And and that sort of gravitas is how there there is this instant connection. And, you know, everything in motion becomes momentum. Yes. And this is that. And so it's a labor of love. You know, we each have day jobs. We each do <laughs> a lot of things, but we are committed to this. And people like you that, 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 that join us, I wouldn't be able to articulate how important that is to us. So thank you for time is non-renewable. We're super excited and honored to have you join us. So we want to dive right in. And because this is video too, I absolutely have, it's not a prop. So I've actually read it through twice now. (laughs) I was so fascinated. And this is really one of the advantages of social media because I am a tinge older than you are. So I'm probably not the demographic for, you know, the early adopters for social, but we as a PR firm, dove into that early on back in 2009. But finding you on Instagram, and for all of our listeners uh, at Park here, I just loved uh, the principles you had, your whole journey. Can you talk a little bit uh, about what uh, Do Walk is and This Morning Walk? Just share with our listeners how that all started. Sure. No, thank you. And thank you for having me. Um, I like you. We're probably the same age. Um, it was probably about <laughs> 10 years. I'm happily about to be 60, which is such a mind twist. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, yes. Uh, I have no problem saying it out loud. <laughs> um, but it was about a decade ago. So I spent my career as a creative director in the ad world. Um, by the way, as a creative director, female in the ad world, when I first started, only 3% of creative directors were women. Wow. Oh, my word. 
Um, so in case, I spent my life in the ad world as a designer art director by trade. And it was about 10 years ago, tw uh, 2011, that uh, social media was booming onto the scene. Right. As a creative director, every time I walked into a client meeting, I was asked to give a perspective. And that was my job. I was supposed to have the insights, the sort of strategic thinking of how a brand could use social at that time. And right. for me, the only way I understand a tool is to actually use it, to actually oh. be in it and play around in it like a sandbox. So there were two real motivations for this book and for this walking practice. One was I need to begin to really dive into this social media world. Um, it's my responsibility, it's my career. So number one, number two was um, I am exquisitely fortunate. I recognize my privilege. I recognize that even 10 years ago, there was a lot that was going absolutely right. I just founded, uh, co-founded an agency with two dear friends. I just left a really wonderful agency named Mullen Low, where I'd spent yeah. over a decade. Um, life was grand. My kids were healthy. My family was healthy. I lived in a beautiful space. And I realized I was spending an awful lot of time in conference calls, in meetings, on the on running errands, carpooling, none of which, which was bad or troubling right. or a problem. It's just that I began to realize that a key piece of who I was when I was the 10-year-old or the 13-year-old was no longer part of my life. And that some of those components made me really happy. So despite the fact that I, I was in fact very fortunate, by some measure successful, right. I realized that this notion of being outdoors was really important to me. I grew up a tomboy out in the dirt and horse, horse land and hiking and all that. And that really wasn't part of my life. So you combine the two things of, ooh, I need to understand social media with wanting to be out, outdoors. Now, those sound contradictory in some ways. Right. <laughs> what I decided, decided to do was um, I thought, you know what? I need to build into my day time outdoors because it's so easy to get up, have breakfast, hop in your car, go to work. And so I thought, you know what? I'm a believer that you make time for what matters, not find it. I wasn't going right. to find time. So I thought, you know what, at a minimum, I'm going to get up an hour earlier and I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm just going to enjoy the sort of grounding um, elements of being outdoors. And then I thought, OK, I'm going to combine this with social media. I'm just going to take a picture as my accountability partner, as my visual Good. journey. So I am an art director. I'm like, OK, well, it wasn't for anybody other than me. And to be perfectly honest, still to this day, anything I post is for me. Right. <laughs> um, and so I committed to doing that for 30 days. Just go out for a walk. And here I am 10 years later, having never missed a day. And it has been what I like to say is that going for a walk has the power to be absolutely transformative. And um, call it a moving meditation, call it a place to problem solve, innovate, get reconnected with what you're feeling. So as that's how I got started. That's an awfully long-winded answer. No. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's a great it, backstory. Yeah. And it's, it's your sacred time. And is. when you started to walk, how often did you just have uninterrupted, unfiltered, time for your mind, your body, and your soul. And my accountability are my dogs. 
And, and Libby, you're, you know, someone in the book said, does it have to be in the morning? You and I are so aligned with the morning and there's something about just waking up and walking starts with the step when you get out of bed. And if you're fortunate enough to have that happen, you know, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were, right? Satchel Paige. And so for me, it, it became, especially during COVID and, and Sophia Bush said it was like breadcrumbs for your heart out of the pandemic because the anxiety, like my heart hurt. What what was going, like everything just, and I just abandoned the, the closed thing of my house and just got out there. And when you think of what that does and the transformative to your word nature of that, and you just walk. And now I, I don't do anything usually under 10,000 steps a day because the morning's just the launching pad. And to watch the sun come up and to watch dogs off a leash, like it's Christmas morning every morning, like I... Ann said, look at this bio, like, oh my gosh. So that's my, that's my, just Warrior. my, yeah. Uh, oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a really, I love your language about it's a sacred time where a lot can happen aside from moving our bodies. And I believe by adding motion to your emotions, you right. have the opportunity to really unearth things that if, if you didn't add motion to, they would just reside in your body and you would under, you maybe you would look at them, but maybe you wouldn't understand them. I would also say as a creative director, it's an incredible problem. Oh, it's a party of one too. You can't, you can <laughs> run, but you can't hide from yourself, right? Because you're the only one 24 seven that never, ever, ever gets a break. And there has to be breaks, right? There has to be ways for your brain to, to sort of take a break. And I think about just how I feel like, and the outdoors has a way of giving you instant perspective, Right. I mean, we're just a little dot in the scheme of everything and everything becomes manageable. It's like a kid, and when our sons would cry inside and cry outside, it sounded a lot different outside. <laughs> so and it's this automatic perspective and you realize you're, you're part of something so much larger and everything becomes more manageable. That's how it felt for me, but... I think your your example, first of all, there's there's very few barriers to walking. I mean, unless if you're able-bodied, um, it, you don't need a membership. You know, our state parks in Pennsylvania are incredible. We really, kudos to the State Department. Our outdoors are fabulous. So through the pandemic, my husband and I have really carved out time, made time uh, to walk outside. It doesn't, it's generally like three miles, four miles. It isn't a, you know, huge thing, but just under the canopy of nature is, you know, and I'm in PR and we work with campaigns and I, I do a lot of awesome thinking there. I'm like, Oh, you know, look at this. You can feel the energy outside. And I love your, one of your comments is Libby's living at foot speed. And it just so, you know, in our digital world, we're all immersed in that. And we just, you know, campaigns, we got to measure, we've got analytics. I love the fact, um, my brother used to tell me, and be where your feet are. Like, like focus on this conversation with this person at this time. And you know how often we are, especially in business, I'm, I'm talking to you and my mind is down. Like I've got to answer this media request. I've got to do this. But I think the pandemic taught us that we really have to slow down and take stock of our life and whatever age, if you're 20, if you're 40, if you're, you know, mid-career, whatever, it's never too late to do that. And, and committing to a walk like you, I just, I loved your example. I loved your wisdom. I think as women, we really need to be the ones telling the stories to the next generations. Yeah, be beautifully stated. I think, you know, the thing about a walk is, to your point, to just reiterate that is 
Uh, if we're fortunate enough to be able-bodied, as we said, which I don't take for granted any single one of my walks, but um, it is wildly small d democratic, right? Yeah. All you need yeah. is the ability to step outside. And as I always say, it doesn't matter how many steps or how many miles. I have a rhythm. I ha It's changed over the course of right. time. Right. I'm also incredibly fortunate. My children are at an age where I can walk out of the house and I don't right. have to worry. And that's very different, right? Um, so the, I, I just love the simplicity of a walk to really profoundly impact somebody's life. And, and to both of your points about sort of the power of quiet, mm -hmm. I think there's something... Um, in our busy days, in our busy lives, we don't we don't give quiet the opportunity to teach us the lessons there are to be learned. Right? There's so much in the really peaceful morning um, that, as we go through our daily lives, we don't pause to see or, or allow ourselves to hear. I wish I could take credit for the phrase "foot speed." It's actually a dear friend of mine, Cheryl Strayed, who wrote a wonderful book, Wild, and she's she really is one who coined that term. Oh and, wow! And, and to the, the notion of moving through the world at that pace is really the natural pace. Yeah. It is not nat natural to be in a car zooming around. So we miss, we must a lot of life when we're not at foot right. speed. So, um, you know, I will say the thing about foot speed for me, um, which was most profound on my career, quite honestly, is I always say, that walking every single day and often a similar or same route is, and it's very important for me as an art director is uh, this practice taught me how to see, not just mm -hmm. look. Because um, I would walk past the same barn often three or four times a week. And obviously she looked different every single time. The weather, yeah. my internal weather, the time of day, and it wasn't until after probably looking at her two, three, four dozen times that I really, in a way, I mean, it's funny to talk about, to anthropomorphize a barn, but until I really saw her and her impact on the community, this barn cared for and housed the dairy cows in our community wow. for hundreds of years. And it's easy to drive by every day and it's like out of the corner of your eye, you see this barn, but until you really see it, not just look at it, do you understand the impact. Right. And um, so I, I that's what foot speed taught me was to really see rather than just look. And yeah, and I think, you know, Libby way back when said about finding time versus making time. You know, time isn't some buried treasure. You just sort of walk out and, oh my gosh, I found time, right? It's a priority. And all of us at that point, at any point in our career, have multiple priorities but I have to take care of me or I'm not very good for anyone else. And I have a noisy mind, the world is noisier, and, and with all of the obligations, responsibilities, it was just, it's just my time. It's two hours before I speak to anyone. I don't have a phone I, and I just walk and I walk and life automatically makes more sense. I'm sorry, I often say yeah. to people, don't even, don't even talk to me until I've gone for a walk. <laughs> None of it will make sense. <laughs> Do you tell that to clients? Like your campaign will come after I walk. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, I think I referenced in the book, there have been some times where, you know, we are sitting in a room with some great creative teams and we're all sort of, sort of noodling around and stuck. I'm like, okay, everybody, let's get your shoes on. We're just going to walk around town. Have a walking meeting. Uh, yeah, we have a walking meeting. And the, the other thing that that does is um, it eliminates hierarchy. 
you know, right, I'm the boss. Right. It, it eliminates that. We're just people out shoulder to shoulder, side by side, trying to solve a problem. Freeze everyone. It completely takes the shackles off of, of to your point, the hierarchy and the political part of business. That's right. That, well said. Yes. Now you had uh, on Instagram, I, I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago, and not that I'm stalking you, but I kind of am stalking you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a quote from Cheryl Strayed. So I went back through, you know, solo hiker, through hiker on the Pacific Crest Trail. Unbelievable. I have not read her book, so it's, it's on my list. But you spoke to this in your book, and she touched on it too, about the fear factor, especially for women. So I can, you know, I started a company at age 40. I know you founded an agency too, probably mid-career. There's a lot of fearful barriers, whether it's imposter syndrome, whatever it is. Um, Annie's leading a very large company. And we all come to the workplace with these, I can't, I'm not sure if I should. You listen to these voices. And what your book and your example taught me is I have to start pushing all that to the side. I know you're a pilot too and a fly fisherman um, and start saying yes, feeling more secure, feeling more bold. Can you speak to that a little bit of how, how do you overcome some of the fears? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I'll say I, like anybody else, had those fearful thoughts in my head. And I would say just like walking as a practice of step-by-step each, each day is different. Go out, turn around, huge headwind. You just go step by right. step. Same with our thoughts, right? I think the quote is something about fear begets fear, but positivity begets positivity. So the invitation really is, is step by step. When you notice and you hear that fearful voice is acknowledge her, see her, understand her, see if you can understand where that fear is coming from, and then potentially choose to not let it prevent you from right. doing something. Right. And but it's a practice. It is not easy. It does not come naturally. I'm sure it's biological. It's built into the way humans are to protect us. So right. I honor her. I honor that fear. Um, and at the same time, um, I also know I'm in charge. So I get to decide. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we are in charge. Oh, we? Uh, <laughs> whoa, uh, yes. And, and one thing too, Libby, I that. And, and I used this in a leadership meeting Monday, I said, you know, um, it's 12 degrees this morning. The snow has refrozen. All the footpaths have refrozen and the dog's paws are sore from stepping on that. But yet they would follow me until their paws fell off. And so we, I said to them, the terrain is exactly the same. 20 acres isn't changing, right? The earth is the same. It's just more challenging today. And so I don't put those obstacles up and say, oh, it's too cold. Oh, is there snow? Oh, you know, uh, my accountability is my dogs, first of all, and that's our time. And so you pivot to the driveway, right? And that's, oh boy, that's like a treadmill outside, right? But there's still beauty. And so my my point to what you say is that like, yes, you got to put one step in front of the other. Fear all of the emotions and and keep walking. Yeah, that's a wonderfully said. I uh, People often say, well, what do you do on the days where you don't want to go for the walk? And I say, <laughs> actually, that's the day I've come to learn. That's the day I need to go for the right, walk. Right. And as soon as you flip your mindset, which is stop here, you know, she's sexy on your, cor- on your shoulder telling you, you don't need to go. You need to be 
rest, rest. You've done it for 10 years. Take a day off. <laughs> it is that day when I turn to her, just like fear and say, right. I hear you have a seat. I'm going. And it, it truly <laughs> is those days when you think you don't want to do it, or you're scared to do it where the most potential growth or learning is. I mean, to be perfectly honest, writing this book was absolutely terrifying. Talk about imposter syndrome. I, having been in the ad world, I know writers. I know right. really good writers. And I really respect the craft. I know authors, you know, who yeah. are best-selling authors. They're fabulous. Again, I respect their craft. That is not a craft I am studied in or trained in. And it was a friend of mine who finally said, Lib, you're not writing a book. You're telling your story. So think about it as narrating or telling the story. Right. You are comfortable with that. So do that. So it's a little bit about reframing. It's also saying that thing that scares me the most is potentially where we unearth this in treasure trove of exciting things to learn. And if you're a curious mind and individual, it's right. so <laughs> it's from your heart. It's from your heart. And that's why it feels so vulnerable until you find all of these people that, 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 that align and connect immediately. You better get to your business vitamin girl or she's not going to run out of time. <laughs> I know. There's, I'm always a time person. We got to get your business vitamin. There, you know, we have a classic, we need to have you back. So that that's a given. Um, so for Libby, we do ask every guest to share a business vitamin. It could be, you know, personal, professional, maybe how to encourage others to start walking step by step. Would you share something with our listeners about that? Yeah, no, it's great. My business vitamin actually wasn't about walking, but I uh, invite everybody to just give it a try. It's a Good. beautiful practice. Um, my business vitamin is, I always recommend this, especially to young entrepreneurs, young people in business, is create a board of advisors. That sounds very um, uh, formalized, but find three people in your ecosystem who expand your thinking, invite them to be your board of advisors for a year, almost like mentors, Right. right? Set up a very strategic plan for what you wanna do over the year, tell them it'll be one hour a quarter, check in them with them with an agenda, Identify your mentors, your teachers, your advisors, and do it strategically and thoughtfully because there are a lot of people, I'll say a lot of women our age, who would like nothing better than to take on and encourage and inspire young people right. starting in the business. So I, I, you know, board of advisors may be too strong a word, but um, yeah, I love it. Frame it. <laughs> I love it. And I did that when I was 40 years old. And you have to be not afraid to have anyone say no. And they all said yes. So where can we find you, Libby? How can all of our faithful fans and friends, you know, share in the wisdom in your book? What's the easiest way that they can find you and buy your book? Oh, aren't you lovely? Well, the book is being republished now. Um, so I think the two easy ways are my Instagram handle, which is Park, P-A-R-K, here. Park is my middle name. When I started 11 years ago or what, 10 years ago, <laughs> It was just sort of like, oh, that's my middle name. So park here. And then I also have a website, thismorningwalk.com, and also an Instagram handle, thismorningwalk. But those two places. And that'll tell you where you can buy the book. It's an audible, all that kind of good stuff. But um, come join us. Come join us for a walk. That's Now, that would be our next high gear. And you also have a hashtag, This Morning Walk, correct? I do, yes. Okay, that's awesome. And for the next episode, we love you. We love your story. We're going to talk about that icy dip thing you do. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> that's a whole nother level of fear. 
I just, I, I, from my heart and, and, and I just, you're a beautiful soul. And had I, had I never met you, I'm thinking that, and that helps to the positivity part of life. It's very dark right now. And we need people to push more light in until the pendulum swings back. And I believe it will, right? Hope springs eternal. So I just sincerely uh, love your soul and thank you for this. Thank you, Libby. Have a fabulous weekend and uh, celebrate 2022 with gusto. Uh, well, thank you both. Great questions. And as I go in the cold water today, I will up <laughs> some glorious positivity to you both. <laughs> I'll check it out on Instagram. Thank you. Enjoy the Cheers. weekend. Cheers. Have Take a care. Good day. Bye, Libby. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.